0: So our text for this morning is Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. <clears throat> they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And he gave this text to me and the title, Breaking Bread in the Primitive Church made me think, especially the word primitive. That's interesting. Thought-provoking. And suggests uh, that we're getting right, right back to the time of when Acts 2.42 refers to. And what must it be like to remember that? Well, in context... We are speaking of pretty precisely around AD 33, or CE, Common Era, as they refer to it now. Sometimes when we talk about the early church, we can really talk about the church, you know, several centuries in to when the Niacin Creed and so on was developed but when we go back to acts 242 and when it refers to we do go back to the beginning the context then is rome the emperor in rome being lord military might Ruthless oppression which robbed people of their identities. Ruled by iron fist. It was a great life. If you were part of that elite. In this vast growing empire. But to the many who weren't. Life was very different. In the context of Jesus, well, here is the Messiah. The Messiah is coming. And the expectation is that in these geographical, political circumstances, we have a Messiah where we can have hope that he will lead us out of this. Out of this oppression. That he will lead us. Let's be honest. In military victory. Where we will no longer have. The emperor as Lord. But that Jesus as Lord. Will reign. And deliver us from this. And what we actually have it appears. Is a defeated nation and a defeated king. Where's the good news of the gospel? The reality is that God is doing something amazing. Jesus has made it clear about the kingdom. And God is bringing into being a kingdom not of limited geographical zone or defeating military might or dethroning an emperor in Rome. God is bringing about a kingdom where he wants to be king and have the rule in people's hearts. And that they will demonstrate God's unconditional, non-judgmental love by their manner of life, living and attitude. And on that basis, that they will go and conquer throughout, not a limited geographical zone, but throughout the world. This is amazing. Jesus is building another sort of kingdom. Let's state the obvious where we are in Acts 2.42. Believers are meeting. Oh yes, there is fellowship here. That's part of the verse. Fellowship and breaking of bread. What kind of fellowship? We have in the developed church world all kinds of different sort of types of fellowship. I remember being with my brother in the mountains of Kenya. And there was a significantly sized town. I said, "Norman, what is there? What is there here on a spiritual basis?" He said, "There's everything. Every denomination that you know is here: the Methodists, the Church of England, the Baptists, the Elam, and the Com- they're all they're all here. And nobody has anything to do with one another. They all meet." In their fellowship. Around their set of belief. Around their understanding that probably some foreigner has brought. Interesting. And post the Reformation we had the development of all sorts of new fellowships of people. Often built around. Partly. Partly. A set of belief. Oh yes, Paul expounds in one Corinthians, doesn't he, about the breaking of bread? Well, yes, he does. But Paul's letters don't exist in Acts two, forty-two. Paul wasn't even converted. Never mind writing letters. Oh well, we have other things, don't we? We have the gospels. No. But no Gospels. The first Gospel was Mark. It came over 40 years later. So there's no Gospels. What is there then? Well, there's no New Testament. There is no New Testament or fragment of it. Nothing. We're also used to a printed page and a chapter and verse. Chapter and verse came many centuries later. The printed page, that's only recent invention, isn't it? In the last 500 years. The setting of the then context was most people illiterate A reader reading, people listening. Oh, you say, well, what were they reading? They weren't reading the New Testament. They certainly weren't, It didn't exist. But there was the Hebrew parchments, scrolls. And there was teachings of Jesus. That was not yet formulated in the manner we know but there. So there was no established church. There was no set of beliefs. They hadn't got round to the doctrine of the Trinity or the doctrine of the atonement or, 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 or the doctrine of. So what was there? My word, what was there? That's interesting. Breaking bread in the primitive church. What was there? Oh, there was Jesus. Jesus? Yeah. He died. He rose again. He sent his spirit. And he was there with them. And there was the Holy Spirit within them. That was quite a lot, wasn't it? The context of the then situation were people not gathering in outside of normal ways as organized church and organized gatherings. But the context of gathering was the communal meal. Meal. People gathering, working hard, six days a week, and gathering not on chairs, but on the floor, reclining around a meal. Some people have given themselves too to research these the context of, of how life was. There isn't a great deal, but there is historical record. And there are parchments and parts of parchments which show probably 10 to 16 people. Meeting in groups was the theme. In people's homes, because there was no other building structure as such, around a communal meal. And in the context of the then world, the might of Rome, The emperor was Lord. But who was their Lord? It was Jesus. The crucified rejected king. And they owned allegiance to this Jesus as Lord. That was a dangerous position to be in physically. Because emperor was Lord and you bowed to him. And him alone. But these people owned their allegiance to Jesus. They were working things out. But they were meeting communally. In the bigger world out there, you had elite structure. You had the emperor, his cohorts, and the many different uh, gradations of power In the Roman Empire. These people were meeting. Co-equal. Not with this structure. Actually we hadn't even got. To elders. Deacons. And structure. Good structure. But weren't even there yet. These people were meeting. Co-equal. Jesus was their Lord, not one of them. He was the rejected king, risen, but had sent his spirit. The spirit was alive in their hearts. And they met together as part of a communal meal, not in one big, 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 huge place where hundreds would be together but in multiplicity of these groups, communally, co-equal, feeling not so much physical, but feeling safe in the company of each other with a common purpose, to own allegiance to Jesus, to talk about him, to worship him, and in the context of a communal meal, to remember him, in the breaking of the bread and in the partaking of the cup. So what was the basis of this fellowship? Fellowship is an interesting word. I think it can be well portrayed as we think of as we think of a canoe type setting on the the, uh, the people with their oars and they're putting their oar in and pooling together as the oar enters the water. And if one really stops doing that, then it goes lopsided. It needs everybody pulling together in the right sequence and in the right way For the boat, the canoe to have a straight course up the river, through the sea, whatever. Fellows in the ship, it portrays it nicely. Fellowship, unity together, pooling together, communal meal together, discussing together, eating together, being fed together under the allegiance of owning Jesus as Lord. Who is their identity? Being a child of God together. What is their object? Worshipping the risen Jesus. These people under that structure were so possessed with the reality of this that they had more and more things common. But again, not things common in some big uh, organizational, institutional way. But just as they met in their groups, sharing all things common within their groups. Parchments actually show many names for these groups. The Jesus Anointed group. The Jesus Supper group. But here we have a people without so much of what we have but common to us is Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. It's not a very safe big environment out there but it's safe in here as together we pull together trusting Jesus and remembering him. We're okay. We're in his hands and we trust him. So what we have breaking bread in the primitive church is the absence of so much of what we know, but in common ground what really matters. Jesus at the center. Their ident- our identity being the same on the basis of fellowship being around himself. We don't live then. And we can't turn the clock back. We are in 2023. But what they have and we have, we have the same spirit alive within us. And God would say, don't create physicality to be the same. I'm not asking, it says God, to get rid of the church and the seats and everything. Everything just you're here it's 2023 but jesus is still on the throne and it's not secure out there but we need to pull together and have our security in him and remember him and put him at the center and with his holy spirit within us we can be guided as to how to actually operate and systemize church life for us in 2023. And that will be different today between countries and cultures and peoples and groups. But what this title tends to suggest to me, Breaking Bread in the Primitive Church, is Let's not get focused on the system. You know, throughout the Christian church, and by the way, that's not a word that even existed either, Christian, that came later. It was rather a nickname when people began to demonstrate living like Christ, showing the unjudgmental, non-judgmental love of God. People called them Christians. They're like Christ. But that word wasn't around even. But what God wants of us is not to focus on our set of beliefs, our system that's a wee bitty better than others. wee bitty better thought out maybe. It's not our system. It's not our way of doing it. Some people break bread once a year. Some people break bread once every three months. Some people break bread one Sunday a month. Some people break bread every Sunday. Some people break bread every day. Some people don't break bread at all. Like the Salvation Army. Let's not be focused on what they do or we do differently. Let's focus on Jesus. Jesus. And let's, in our culture, yes, work out our way and our, what is applicable today. But remember, the basis is exactly the same. And may we just meet together, to pool together in the reality of rich, true fellowship. And through touch, taste, smell. Enter into the reality of remembering him together. Who's the source of our life, our identity, our salvation, our eternal future. Amen.